Hey, Russell, this is Dan Locke. Out of the thousands and thousands of funnels that you've built and, and helped build, what do you think is the key difference between a funnel that generates seven-figure in revenue versus an eight-figure revenue? What's the, what are some of the key components? What's up, Dan? Thank you so much for the question. And uh, I think that's uh, actually a really smart question. People rarely ask that. They're usually like, what funnel is going to work? And, and your question, obviously, as someone who has gone to eight figures and beyond is looking like, what are the, the differences? And it's interesting. Um, the, the companies that are winning two Comic Club X awards, like you and like the other ones, it's not so much that they have a super complicated funnel. It's not like, oh, they've got 500 different funnels. Most of them have like two or three funnels and they're not complicated. They're very simple. They're systemized and they, and they convert, right? They focus more on selling on each page in the funnel. They focus more on like becoming better at telling the story, becoming better doing the webinar. Like the focus is in the creative inside the pages of the funnel, not so much the funnel. So it's not like, Oh, they had 45 steps and 13 upsells and 22 downsells and 19 different follow up funnels and sequences went from here to here to here. Like that's not what they're doing. They're like, I've got a funnel with four pages. It's a free plus shipping offer, right? And there's free plus shipping offer. There's my upsell, my downsell and my, and my other upsell. And then they focus insane on the conversion each page. Like, how do I make this convert higher? What do I need to do on this page? What do I need to do on this page? And they just focus on that. It's like the little tiny levers that swing huge doors, right? And they have a front end funnel and then they have like an upsell funnel. And most, most of the companies in two comic club X that have, they've gotten this huge award right here. Back to you on this one, Dan. I know you got one last year. Anyway, this is the two comic club X award. The X stands for $10 million. But most of the people who stand on the stage, again, it's, they have, two or maybe three funnels and there are three funnels in the value ladder, right? It's like a free plus shipping funnel to get people in. They have a webinar funnel to sell high ticket thing. And again, they obsess with the webinar. They do it live over and over and over and over and over again to make sure the pitch, the presentation, the offer is perfect. And that's where the focus goes to. And then they have a high ticket thing on the back end. But like, that's the, the focus. It's not a million different funnels. It's focusing on the creative inside of each funnel. It's focusing on the message that like, that's, that's the difference between someone who's got, you know, an okay funnel to a seven figure funnel to, to be on. They become really good at at the copy, the creative, the selling. Like that part of it is the most important part. So I hope that helps. And excited, hopefully, Dan, to give you another one of these two Comic Club X awards at next year's Funnel Hacking Live. In fact, next Funnel Hacking Live, we're introducing two Comic Club C award because we got a bunch of people who are creeping up on a hundred million dollars inside of a funnel. And um, simple is the key. A Philippine podcast show dedicated to help you thrive for greatness. Thrive for greatness. This guy is phenomenally passionate about what he does. How freaking amazing she is. So skilled and so qualified and I highly recommend him. Without a doubt, the best funnel builder I've ever come across. Yeah, really, really into the detail and cannot recommend him highly enough. Lightning was efficient and fast, but he understood the project. The person who built our entire funnel from beginning to end and has been with us since day one is Jameer. Nothing but up. Nothing the podcast. Up. The podcast. The podcast. With your host, Jameer and Jameer and Jameer and Jameer. I'm always flexing. Yet another beautiful day to everybody tuned in welcome to the podcast this is nothing but up the podcast and i'm your host jameer angelo and this is episode number nine this is going to be another epic episode today that i promise you and who could be a better guest to have on our show than having someone who works inside click funnels itself yes that's right so we're going international again today today guys 
And I'm going to be bringing out a co-funnel expert in today's episode. And we'll talk about the difference between a funnel that brings seven figures in revenue versus a funnel that brings eight figures in revenue. So that's going to be a massive, massive topic that we'll be talking today, which funnel builders or experts like myself could learn tons a lot. But I think before we officially start, I appreciate everybody that has stayed with us in the course of the two months over. Thank you so much for the support. And if you just happen to you know, come across this podcast just now, well, it's never too late. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You can also watch us in action through our YouTube channel. Okay? Again, thanks to everybody. So let's dive into today's topic. Um, so, so what's the difference between a funnel that brings seven figures in revenue versus a funnel that brings eight figures in revenue? And as Russell Bronson said, in general, I think in general overview, it is totally about simplicity. Simplicity meaning you don't need to complicate things and somehow re- reinvent something within the funnel flow. You see, eight-figure income, or I mean revenue-generating funnels, focuses on the aspect of simplicity, having to only have maybe around four or five maximum funnels going around the offer, product, or service, and focusing in on scaling. This can be done by way of split testing or perhaps adjusting every single aspect of the funnel steps, tweaking the back end, email automation, and making sure data is read carefully. And I think I'm just somehow maybe blessed in a, in this niche, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, I never imagined myself. I mean, I've, I've been part of many successful seven-figure revenue funnels already for different clients uh, you know, and stuff like that. But I'm still dreaming to, to go to that place where I can help a client hit eight figures, if not for my personal business right there's no limit in dreaming we, we we all dream of something right so i hope you're not taking that against me that's my take and you got you can you can do nothing about that but if you're new to funnels or maybe considering to to be one now i think is the best time you see today more than ever especially i mean us who's living in a third world country uh like the philippines somehow we need to look into alternatives to, to better our lives, uh, not just with our careers, but, man, seriously, financially too. It is very challenging, right? So this podcast is definitely your your avenue uh, to find one. And I'm, I'm trying my best to become, you know, that instrument to try and bridge, you know, bridge the gap between where you are right now to where you are headed. Okay, but going back back to funnels, it, it is a very lucrative niche. It is, trust me, it is highly in demand, and not all people have the skill set as of yet. Right, you can make money in two ways, really. I mean, number one, become a funnel builder, simply servicing clients to build their funnels. It could be a product, a service or you know um whatever they have uh, as a client to offer okay 
in, in my, I think as far as I'm seeing the marketplace, hourly rates ranges from about 10 to $15 per hour for entry levels, right? And imagine if you can work maybe six, seven hours a day, you mul multiply that to the current currency we have here in the Philippines. Imagine how much money you're making just for an entry level, if it makes sense. And professional levels for pros, it could go as high as $100 hundred dollars an hour to two hundred fifty dollars an hour that massive and you're just what doing funnel building right and that is what the trend is all about now, if you try and search uh you know over and try to see which one is or skill set is very lucrative as far as 2020 is concerned it will definitely show up right so since the market isn't as you know uh congested in in a way um, I think it, it really pays to capitalize on that and, you know, begin uh, starting to make action, right? The other second step that you can do by entering the funnel building niche is to become a funnel strategist like myself, where there is no limit. You can ask as high as you want, sky's the limit. This profession has... I mean, it has made me financially free. It has made me become, you know, it has made me from becoming, you know, a security guard before, struggling to get meets and to having enough for my family, my wife, Macy, and for all of my kids. My kiddos, LJ, Lauren Jill, Janice Isaac, Lee Rain, Jameer Anistoff, Jamea Angeli, and Memphis Jin, I so love you all. Um, everything that I'm doing, this is all for your welfare. I am inspired to get up every day, work, sleepless nights, all for you. You are my drive. That's where my passion is coming from. Now, I may not be the best dad there is. I, I'm not me the best papa you can have, but I'm doing everything in my power and authority to become um, better every day. So you will all be proud of me. At least your papa or your daddy is trying to make a mark in this world. Um, you know, and really not settling for mediocrity. Um, I really want to excel. And I believe I'm really good at what I'm doing. And the result speaks for itself. And... As what I've said, I'm, I'm doing this everything for you guys. So, you know, kids, if you're tuned in to this episode, this episode is solely dedicated to you. And I hope you are proud of your papa. You are proud of your daddy. I love you all, guys. Kiddos, I love you. And, yeah, I'm beginning to be emotional again. I don't know what, what has kicked in. But anyway, let me just try and compose myself. <laughs> For maybe a few seconds, uh, perhaps. When we go back, let's try and introduce our international guest uh, for today. He's from Australia. Let's try and pick his brain and talk more about funnels. So please, stay tuned. As they say, food takes people to places. So during these crazy times, 
One can take his taste buds on a trip to Western Visayas by trying out one of its specialties. If you've ever been to Negros Occidental you may have already tried its famous comfort food. Can't see. It's a dish made with slow-cooked beef shanks and deep sour broth soup. Bacolod City is particularly famous for Kansi. It's an iconic Longo dish that is now available in Cebu. Good news for Cebu Onos. You can now indulge with a bowl or two of Kansi in Cebu. Introducing Coles Kansi. Located in the heart of Cebu. Open to serve you daily to order. Visit and message them on Facebook. Satisfy your craving and relieve that stress away. Coles Kansi. An iconic Longo dish that is now available in Cebu. And we are back. Yes, thanks for staying in. I am so humbled to have him say yes and guest on today's show. As I've mentioned, he works as a VIP support at ClickFunnels. He is also a ClickFunnels expert and a Funnelytics expert, all in his name. He is also the host of the podcast, Funnel Fellow Radio. And I'm so honored to introduce to you Scott Dudley from Australia. Welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, Jimmy, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. All good, all good, man. How are you? Yeah, going well. Pretty good, man. Pretty good. <laughs> nice, man. I know it's been short notice. And again, thank you. Thank you for honoring us to, to be on the show today. My pleasure, man. Let's do it. All right, let's dive right in. I mean, you know, man, who could you probably have a guest that knows and works inside ClickFunnels, right? Other than this man that we're looking right now. So let's dive right in. How long have you been working with ClickFunnels, uh, Scott? I mean, for VIP support. Yeah, so I started at ClickFunnels uh, in January 2018. So it's coming up to three years. Um, I'm based in Australia. So obviously, uh, it's I'm working remotely. I'm not actually working in the office at ClickFunnels. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I started there um, sort of just doing tech support, started from the bottom, um, and, yeah, sort of did pretty well, worked my way up, and then uh, sort of um, helping out with the, the VIP customers. Uh, and it's mainly tech support that we're helping them out with, sort of if there's things wrong with their funnels, um, you know, such as order pages not working or, uh, you know, any sort of issues where integrations or pretty much anything, then they'll send the ticket in and, yeah, we'll, we'll answer the ticket and help them to get the funnel working. Um, that doesn't include marketing support. I mean, I'd love to also include marketing support as well, but that's sort of beyond the scope of, of what we're supposed to be doing. So, yeah, it's mainly just tech support. And, um, yeah, it's sort of great to have the freedom of, um, you know, working from home um, and sort of doing hours that suit me because I – because I'm in Australia, it's sort of I do. It's the same um, time zone as the Philippines, so yeah. <laughs> our daytime is America's nighttime. So I do the night shift um, US hours, um, and, and yeah, it's just sort of been good. So coming up to three years in January, and uh, and really enjoying wow. it. Nice, three years. That's pretty long, man. And I mean, you know, people like you. Uh, I mean, for everybody listening uh, to our show. Um, it is such a vital role for any piece of a company to have a very solid 
uh, support team, especially in your case that you're doing technical stuff and trying to help things, you know, fixed for for customers uh, that ClickFunnels is serving. So that must be very cha challenging, man. W which part of it do you feel that is very challenging for you? Yeah, well, there are times when it, it becomes very challenging. For one, sometimes it's it's difficult to resolve the issues, and then other times customers are a bit impatient or a bit upset or a bit angry. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you know, it's impacting their bottom line and um, they want things fixed or they don't know how to do something. Um, but, yeah, we sort of just go through our troubleshooting procedures. Um, I, I'd probably say the most challenging part of it would be uh, – where the order forms are not submitting yeah. proper payments are failing because that's where people are getting upset because, uh, yeah. Upset and very impatient, they think so, <laughs> right? Yeah, so there's a few tricks of the trade that we're taught and we sort of go through, um, you know, all of the procedures. Um, more often than not, it's custom code that's causing the issue as well. Yeah. Uh, with with ClickFunnels, as I'm sure you realise, um, you know, to to really get the full benefit out of it, usually you have to add sort of uh, custom code like from CF Pro Tools or there's another one, Funnelish, and there's probably a few more yeah, out there yeah. custom code as well. Um, and we don't actually provide support for custom code. So that can get people upset as well. Uh, you know, if they've got CF Pro Tools code and they really need to contact CF Pro Tools to... Or a developer, or funnelish, yeah, or the, their developer, and that's true. That's true. I mean, I mean, if you are in the middle of the launch of a launch, right, and then suddenly for whatever reason the order forms doesn't work, right, then there has to be something wrong with it. And in most cases, like myself, um, I barely actually use the the just the simple click funnel setup because <laughs> because we're we're catering both PayPal and Stripe, right. I so yeah. there has to be some custom coding involved. And now, you know, some some freaking things happened during the launch, <laughs> and, which is not caused by ClickFunnels, by the way. It was mainly caused by either the custom code we installed or the revisions in the CSS that, you know, we add up in the design, which somehow messes up the real thing. And, man, if, if that's going to be the case, um, you know, I think what's at least in my opinion, it would be very fulfilling to, for you to solve a case, right, uh, for a ticket. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You always sort of get a kick out of it at the end, especially on a long ticket where there's been a lot of back and forth uh, and, you know, the customer's getting frustrated Then you finally manage to pinpoint why it's not working mm -hmm. uh, and help the customer out and then they're happy. So that's always good. Uh, and uh, I'm also able to get on the call with the customers as well as, Mm. I have certain agents that have permission to, to set up calls, but we can share screens as well, mm. which makes it a bit easier rather than just sort of sending videos or, or typing stuff out. Uh -huh. The idea is to reduce the back and forth and to answer it as quickly as possible to get them, you know, to get it up and running. So, so that sort of helps a bit as well with the screen shares. But, yeah, very fulfilling once you finally get it sorted out and the customer's happy, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, it should be. And I believe um, this is something that I don't know probably. So you, ClickFunnels does provide uh, phone support or calls for VIPs only. Is that what you mean? Uh, yeah, so the, the ones that are on the highest plan. Um, ah, okay. 
which was called the Collective Plan. I think that it's. Uh, I think they've renamed it. But anyway, there's a plan that they're paying two thousand five hundred dollars a month, and um, mm. yeah, they can call in um, whenever they like. They have like a um, a little icon in their dashboard where they can call, and there's a. Mm team of experts that, that, that answer those. Uh, I've done a few of those, but um, mm. because I'm on the night shift, I haven't got everybody sort of answering those yeah. during the shift. But um, they've been trialling something else now where um, they call it proactive phone support, where if, if you feel that um, there's too much back and forth and it would just be quicker to, um, to resolve call it with the customer, then a few of us... Um, have permit, permission to set up a call uh, and then we do a Google Meet where we share screens and, yeah, it works out well because the, the, the customer is a lot happier to get on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you bet, you bet. Yeah, there so, has some personal touch involved, so it makes them feel, uh, you know, special. Yeah, absolutely. And, mm, absolutely, and pe people are spending, right? And all props to ClickFunnels, by the way, because every year they're really, you know, doing the best to de develop and uh, you know enhance the service, and we're glad that you, we have you, man. <laughs> You're supporting the community, and thank you so much for that. Yeah, no problem. That's just something that they've just sort of tried recently. So I'm not sure if that's going to be uh, a long-term thing, but I hope it is because it's it's better for us and it's better for the customer. So it's a win-win. So let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully they get that you know all sorted out. Because in the long run, and maybe eventually, you know, for long-term uh, purposes, ClickFunnels are still growing, man. Yeah, they are still growing, and even during this the, this pandemic, more and more and more clients and business owners uh, like ourselves are are in uh, the system, and that is a pretty critical role, I, I believe, man. Um, one that you're working, um, yeah. you know, with, with uh, support, um, it is very critical to any type of business, yeah. but. This is something that I'm really blown away. I so love your podcast, man. <laughs> you, I know you found me first, but when I found you and checked <laughs> you out, I was like, dude, this may probably have the best concept I could probably think of um, in terms of helping people out and knowing, understanding what funnels are really all about. So let's talk about that. Funnel okay. Fellow Radio. Yep. How did you come up with a concept and what pushed you uh, through to doing this podcast? Well, that's a very good question, actually, because um, sort of for a long time, I'd been trying to build a list and get my name out there, even before I was working at ClickFunnels. And I had, uh, at the very beginning, like 10 years ago, for a while, I tried blog posts and, you know, it would start off and then I'd run out of steam. And um, then I discovered Ben Settle with his uh, daily email sort of idea, and, um, which is a fantastic idea. I think it's great. Uh, I, I tried that, but I, I didn't have the discipline or the creativity to to continue with it and do it on a daily basis, come out with all these ideas for emails. I, I used to always, I don't know, I, it became too much. And then uh, at the start of this year, I thought, well, let's try something different. Let's try some podcasting. Uh, I mean, I've always been an introvert and um, it's not really sort of my sort of thing, but I thought, well, you know, let's try to um, get out of my comfort zone and try something different. Uh, I didn't really have too much idea how I was going to do it or what I was going to do. But really? I, <laughs> well, in the beginning, the idea was just to do a podcast about funnels and I just wanted to, to get it started. So 
there wasn't a lot of thought that was put into it in the beginning, to be honest with you, but I had the goal of getting to the end of the year with 104 episodes, which is two episodes per week, um, because I'd heard uh, Steve Larson, who I'm sure you're familiar with, um, he he said that, you know, podcasting changed his life and, um, you know, if you just consistently do a podcast, in the beginning it's not going to be very good, but eventually if you keep doing it, then you'll build up a following and you'll find your voice and people will start following you. So that's why in the beginning I wasn't too worried if the episodes weren't very good. And, you know, I probably knew they weren't. I I was reading reading a lot of stuff, you know, from the screen and I was doing my best, but the main thing was I was actually doing them, I was was publishing them. And then um, maybe about two or three months ago I hired a VA or or assistant, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. Um, and she... Went back through all the old episodes, uploaded them um, onto a blog and transcribed them. Um, And, yeah, and then sort of eventually I realised that instead of just me sort of talking, it was better if I was interviewing people. Mm -hmm. Um, The the hardest part of interviewing, though, when you're not a big name, is actually getting people to agree to do an interview. Mm. So that's, that's the hardest part of it. But other than that, it's just been so interesting to meet all of these people, learn from them, get to know them, you know, make the connection and, you know, share the content out to, to people. And, um, yeah, it's been really great. So, um, so far I'm, I'm up to date to, to reach that goal of 104 episodes. So we're about two-thirds of the way through the year. I think I'm up to about episode 66 or something. So You're so, halfway there. Yeah, so, <laughs> so far so good. And I think slowly too I've noticed that I'm getting better and better at it. Uh, yeah. I've still got a long way to go, but, you know, you've got to start somewhere, and the main thing is just to keep going and not to give up. Yeah, and literally just by simply pulling the trigger. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't agree more to what you said, man. I mean, the first episode I had, maybe first two, I did, really didn't get, get the hang of it. I, I know I had the concept in mind yeah. and the right intentions, but the thing is, it's just not natural for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. It has something to do of you know between myself stepping out of my comfort zone and trying to reach out to people to guests. It's one of the hot, toughest toughest part, in my opinion. Um, the feeling of being rejected. Do you know how that feels? I, f- yeah. I freaking hate that, man. So that's that's the thing that I've been going through for the past few months. Now, um, you know, we're, we're literally everybody listening tuned in right now. We're you're listening to episode number nine. But I have so much in line already for everybody. So Excellent. I'm getting the hang of it and I'm loving it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once you get used to it, it's good fun. I agree. Yeah. It is. It is fun. I mean, you get to meet people. You get to learn. Yeah. Um, you know, how they succeeded as well. Different avenues and how to make money online. I, I literally, you know, blown by how they started. Like yourself, how you pulled this off. Yeah. You know, <laughs> having to create Funnel Fellow Radio. And working alongside, you know, with ClickFunnels, that's something very interesting, um, at least in my opinion. So, I mean, considering, you know, the, the things that you're doing, man, I know that you've been building out funnels as well. And uh, you're an expert with that, also with Funnelytics. Um, I really wanted, wanted to know, what was perhaps the most unforgettable type of funnel or maybe funnels you've built and how it impacted your professional, uh, professionally or maybe financially? 
Yeah, well, it probably comes to mind um, a survey funnel that I did a couple of years ago for a client in the construction industry in Australia. Um, so the the survey funnels, if they're built out properly, they're, they're quite complicated and complex and they take a bit of time because there's so many different funnel paths and the, the, yeah, the tech side of it can be a bit of a nightmare. Um, click funnels at the moment, they've got a good survey feature, but it's not perfect. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think they're working hard to improve on it. So um, when the survey responses go through, it's difficult to get the opt-in and then to also get the survey responses recorded for the contact. So I had to um, sort of do a lot. I won't go into, you know, extreme detail about it, but I had to sort of work out how to to get it so that every single um, answer that, was uh, selected ended up inside of the uh, the customer's contact profile, mm. and then at the end of it, depending on what um, what they selected, they would end up on a, a certain landing page, which was customised to the responses that they've given on the survey. Mm. So, not only did that require a bit of um, technical ability, but it also required um, you know, copywriting, you know, as well to, to match all the different segments. So there was basically four different buckets of, of people um, that Coming it, in. that would be broken down to. And then inside of those buckets, there would be different um, parameters as well based on what they've chosen. So we'd need to match it up so that everything fitted in nicely. It was sort of based on the ask method by Ryan Levesque. You, I'm uh -huh. sure you've yeah, wasn't exactly how he suggests to build it, but um, it was the same sort of model. Um, mm. Anyway, in the end, it was leading them towards a uh, application page for business coaching, mm. and um, it, I mean, the coaching was about twenty five thousand dollars each, so they only needed a few people to actually end up um, registering and then paying the money for it to, you know, to to be a huge winner mm. and um, the way that it was framed as well was that um, they had to basically suggest why they were worthy of getting this business coaching because it was limited amount of spots you know there was scarcity yeah. uh, mm -hmm. and, and urgency put in there and the way it was framed it made them feel like they were special to actually get a spot um, and in the end I'm not sure exactly how many they sold but it was it was at least a six-figure campaign, and nice. the amount of the amount of ad spend that was spent on that was like nowhere near it. Um, I don't know exactly what the numbers were, but it would have been at least um, a return on investment of ten to one. So wow, that, that ten worked. x, huh? Yeah, ten x, <laughs> as Russell or Grant Cardone says. Yeah, <laughs> so it worked out really well, and it was just interesting to to build that funnel from start to finish and to see it. Mm. Uh, succeed and yeah, I was really happy for them. So that was good. Yeah. That that must have been very special, man. Because I mean, you know, the complexity of it all, right? And having to use the standard, you know, um, uh, survey, um, you know, element that ClickFunnels yeah. provides. In most cases, I don't have the patience for that. <laughs> I really don't have the patience for that, Scott. Tell you honestly, I'm 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 used to using uh, Typeform, uh, oh, Jotform. Yeah. Uh, much easier, um, but some clients are actually requesting that, especially if they're a big fan of Russell. They saw it on the funnel. They really want to replicate it. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? So having to go through that and, you know, um, especially the transmission of the data, uh, that's the hardest part because um, it's not really as smooth as we hope to. Typeform nice. looks a lot nicer and it is cleaner, but the thing with that is it doesn't record the data inside of ClickFunnels, maybe unless you're using Zapier possibly, but... yeah. I don't think so. There's no no way to transmit it back to ClickFunnels. It yeah. gets hosted to Typeform. That's, so that's, if you're to... using a different CRM, if not yeah. Actionetics, you don't have a problem. But if you're using Actionetics, then that there's there's the problem there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That should that must be fun times, man. 10x results, um, having to fulfill how difficult what it was, you know, in the technical aspect, and having to pull it off. That must have been good. Now. Is ClickFunnels big in Australia, bro? I really don't know. Uh, there's a few people using it, but as far as I'm aware, about 90% or 80% of the members are based in the US, mm -hmm. uh, and then the rest of it's sort of spread around the world. Mm -hmm. um, and because of the exchange rate, it's pretty expensive to use ClickFunnels here. It so. Is. Unless you're actually making money, like decent <laughs> money, then it's not really worth the investment, to be honest with you. Because, um, you know, um, if you go back a few months when um, the pandemic first hit, uh, the exchange rate here was really bad. So it was almost like double the price. So wow. wow. 297 US in Australia, it was like 500 or 550 or. Maybe oh, not, gee. but yeah, it's really expensive, and and most people just can't afford that. And if you're not making money, you know, getting already, a yeah, and it's yeah. not worth it. So, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, exactly the same here. I mean, living in a third world country like ours, that is like a, a, a shitload of money spending with yeah <laughs> with a single platform, and not just that. You know that, right? There are tons of other tools that is that has ne needs to be connected. Yeah, uh, with ClickFunnels, so uh, a hefty investment um, in general. But I think it's still very phenomenal, Scott. Right, C considering that the word is really going out, uh, a lot of countries are actually using it. I've noticed that tons of people or business owners are using it in in the UK too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just recently noticed that in the past uh, few six or seven months, I believe. And it ha it's gaining traction. Even in Singapore, um, I'm getting, you know, uh, responses from there. And I was blown. How did you know about it? So more on the accounting firms, law firms. They're actually uh, kind Russell's of using books. That's why they see Russell's yes. books. Yes. And I just think he made recently made a breakthrough, right? Uh, yeah. New York Times bestselling yeah. author. That's pretty <laughs> huge. Oh, I thought he was already achieved that. I but... really thought too. And yeah. then I think it wasn't really official until this year, so oh. that's that's uh, he was he, he was flexing it. <laughs> yeah, he was flexing it the past few days. And yeah. man, yeah. how is the pandemic uh, treating you uh, and your business there in Australia? Well, it hasn't actually affected me personally at all. Um, the because a lot of people are going online now, you know, um, because they can't go out. You know, <laughs> Sort of starting up online businesses, then the demand was, was huge. Um, There's a lot of overtime when it first hit. Um, mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, there was no shortage of work at ClickFunnels, and um, I was also building funnels for customers as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it didn't really affect me at all. But 
I mean, I know that there was other people that may be working in retail or, or doing a regular job that it definitely yeah. would be them. Um, and and even now, like, um, there's, there's a certain part in Australia, Melbourne, that's uh, they've had a second wave and there's a lot of people there or a wow. lot of places there um, at the moment. So they're in lockdown still. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people out of work. So uh, it's pretty bad over there. But... I'm on the West Coast on the other side of Australia, so uh-huh. everything's back to normal here. So, yeah, it's all good. Good. At least, man, at least, uh, you know, yourself, your family uh, are safe. Work is still progressing, and I believe it's still a good problem <coughs> to have considering the amount of work that you're still getting. Um, yeah, yeah. I think even if you try and come to think about it, we, we've been doing this for years, man. It's just like we're 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 used to what we're doing. It's just that when this pandemic hit, um, we ha- we already have established, established ourselves. And again, our hearts go out to everybody that's struggling right now. And hopefully um, you can get to listen on this episode. Um, you know, please have this as your inspiration that there's definitely some, some hope um, at the end of all of this. I mean, you know, this is just another avenue uh, that you can explore and, you know, uh, tap into uh, to make money online. So, man, I mean, any final words for, I mean, for people looking to become funnel builders or funnel experts? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, in this day and age, I mean, already things were starting to change a bit, you know, with um, artificial intelligence and uh, robots and, and, and all that sort of stuff where a lot of normal sort of regular traditional jobs are no longer even, you know, um, available anymore. And it's leading more and more to um, automation. Um, So regular jobs these days, it's difficult. Um, But particularly if you've got no work at all, then it's it's definitely well worth looking to to do something online. I mean, even if you started off doing VA work or, or, or anything, basically, just um, and starting off with a low wage and then and then build yourself up over time, um, then it's definitely worth looking into. Um, I know that there's a few people in the Philippines that work at ClickFunnels. Um, mm. If you were able to get a job like that then uh, or any sort of company that's from the US, then then that pays really well, obviously, um, you know, with the currency conversion. You have to have the, the skills, though. So um, if you're starting from scratch, like, and you haven't really got much background with, you know, working online, then it's just a matter of getting started, like like we are mm-hmm. saying before. Um, you might even need to work for free uh, in the beginning, you know, which isn't ideal, but you get experience that way. You can get some testimonials, some case studies, Mm. And then once you've got some results behind you, you can start um, going on sites like uh, Upwork or Fiverr or um, there's a good one in the Philippines, onlinejobs.com. Online jobs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of people looking for, um, you know, for employees to, to help them with certain stuff. So, uh, and particularly if you niche down to a certain area as well, you'll stand out um, rather than just saying that you're a, you know, a copywriter, then you, you might be a copywriter for for coaches or, I don't know, or just niche it down to a particular area because that way you'll stand out and um, 
you'll also have the same sorts of clients over and over again as well, which will make it easier to to keep doing the work. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, and if you're wanting to get involved with funnels, then, um, yeah, I mean, you could start sort of, as I mentioned, building funnels for free, um, helping out people, build up your case studies. Um, building then, your portfolio while doing yeah, so. Yeah, building up your portfolio and then bit by bit. I mean, it takes time, but it's worth it. And, um, you know, within a year or two, you can be making really decent money if you stick sure. at it and um, be disciplined and it'll change your life. So, yeah, I definitely definitely recommend to to at least look into it, you know, if you're struggling for work or, or if you're looking for a career change. Yeah, exactly. A good, good place to be. I mean, um, not everybody knows, and it's pretty new in our country uh, here in the Philippines, Scott. So yeah. um, somehow, some way, people might not be even familiar what the, what the heck are we talking about. But for, you know, the followers I have and, you know, the, the, the audience I have, uh, definitely these guys already has the idea and the concept behind. So it's really great to hear those from you. Um, we've, you've, you know, dropped t- tons of bombs for us today and I appreciate you for that. And uh, it's something that we can, we can all ponder and uh, take a look into. So, guys, I mean, you know, um, as what Scott said, um, yeah, try to build your portfolio. Uh, dig deeper into it. Try to see if this skill set is something that you can uh, that resonates to you. Yeah, and if it motivates you even further, then you got to need to pull the trigger and work your ass off to yeah. master the skill. Yeah, yeah, you got to put right. value and uh, give people a reason to hire you. So exactly, it doesn't just come easily. But it's, it's worth true. It. It's worth it. Yeah, it is certainly true. And at the end of the day, it, it's going to be all worth it, right? It's not just for you, but for your entire family too. It could really mean so much. So, man, I I know I'm really having a good time now, and uh, I just want to give your your thoughts maybe on the topic of today's show. Because on the topic of today's show, we talked about how Russell um, discussed about uh, the importance of simplicity with funnels and the difference between a funnel that brings seven figures in revenue. Versus a funnel that brings eight figures in revenue. Maybe you can add up into that uh, what you feel uh, would be beneficial in separating the two. Yeah, well, for me, the main thing is uh, optimization, um, testing. So very important to always be testing at least something, um, particularly headlines and and copy, uh, the messaging. Um, and also, like I talked about before, uh, a bit of personalization as well, um, where you're digging down deep into specific segments mm. of the place rather than just sending out generalized messages, you know, to a, a broad group of people to really laser in um, laser on, targeted, yeah, on different audience. segments. Mm-hmm. You know, you're still selling the same product, but there'll be different types of people that are going to end up buying that product. So laser into segments, um, test, test, test. Uh, Agree. You keep the winners, you get rid of the losers, um, and look at it long-term as well because, I mean, if a funnel's already making seven figures, then it's already successful. But, um, yeah, you've got to look at it from a long-term perspective where the more that you're optimising it, the more you're improving it, the more you're learning about your audience, then the, the better it's going to be. Um, and you would also, I think, try different channels of advertising as well to see what yeah. works. That's the other thing. Um, 
rather than just advertising on Facebook, which a lot of people do these days. You, you really want to be trying as many things as possible um, and, and, you know, finding out what works, what doesn't work. Um, and, yeah, just sort of refining it over time. Um, so, yeah, for me, they're the main things, that the segmenting, the personalisation. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'd say. Yeah, I agree 100%. Because if you're already hitting seven figures, right, and you're aiming for eight, it means that you already have a winning formula. So yeah. I think you nailed it, man. You nailed it. Scaling, testing, proper segmentation all the way. Yeah. Well said. Well said, Scott. Appreciate your feedback for that. If you've got it to seven figures, then really there's no reason why you can't get it to eight figures. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. That would be a lot easier than getting it from zero to seven figures. So, yes, yeah. yes, of course. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it truly makes sense. And I couldn't agree more to that, man. So, buddy, how can people co connect with you, bro? I mean, if they're interested to work with you and perhaps follow you in your podcast, please let everybody know about this. All right. So um, I've actually got two podcasts. There's one, there's a new one that's coming up as well. Um, mm -hmm. So Funnel Fella Radio, which um, if you're watching this, you can see the URL in the background there. It's pretty nice. straightforward. Just <laughs> FunnelFellaRadio.com. Um, and that's got all of the uh, episodes on there and um, the transcripts and the links to, you know, all the actual podcasts on iTunes and all of that. Uh, and there's also a new one that I'm starting up as well shortly, which is called SAS Startup Stories. So nice, SAS nice. is just an acronym for Software as a Service. So on this podcast, I'll be uh, interviewing software CEOs, mm -hmm. uh, sort of trying to find out how they got started and um, how they you know, managed to, to get things to work and sort of just an inside look at, you know, behind their business and, and what they're looking to do in the future. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, one day I'd like to become a software CEO as well. So that's sort of the reason behind that podcast. Nice. But if you want to check that out, then um, that's at sasstartupstories.com. So SAS is S-A-A-S, startupstories.com. So, yeah, yeah they're, the, they're the two podcasts. And um, from there, you, you should be able to see a contact link where you can get in contact with me. Or you can just email me. It's pretty straightforward, scott at scottdudley.com. <laughs> nice, nice, man. Appreciate it for that. So, guys, just a recap. I'll be putting up all the links on this episode. And then, uh, you know, if, if you're interested to go ahead and work with Scott, then uh, feel free to connect with him. And again, Funnel Fellow Radio, guys, you better stay tuned. And if you're someone like me that is still constantly trying to learn every day uh, when it comes to funnel building, funnel concepts, funnel strategies, it's always good to learn, right? So absorb as many content as you can. And Scott here is providing such an amazing, you know, amazing library of content that everybody can consume. While you're driving in your car, you can listen to, to the podcast episodes and stuff like that. So, man, honor again uh, for, for honoring us to be here on our show, Scott. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, awesome, man. I had a blast. Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> All right, guys. I know it's pretty late. Let's wrap it up. I hope you had fun today as Scott and I had fun, really. So uh, let's all have a blast, guys. Hope you, you, hope you had fun, Scott. I did, absolutely. <laughs> it was awesome. All right, guys. This is Nothing But Up, the podcast. Until our next episode. Peace, y'all. I'm always flexing. Thanks for tuning in. Download this episode and pass on the news.
Hit like and subscribe. Watch out for our next episode coming out next.